Hello, what's going on? My name is Rich Ryan, bringing you another Torque Talk. Today we have Jamie Brusa, who is fresh off of a third place finish at the Montana Spartan Race Super. So the Super in particular was really stacked. So we talk about the field that was there and how Jamie kind of navigated through that and, and really the ins and outs of her race, um, which was which looked like one of the harder courses that Spartan has put together so far this year. So it was really great to talk to Jamie. It was her first race since Jacksonville in 2020. So it's been a long time. So we talked a lot about busting rust and some of the things that went well, some things that didn't go well. So if you were out there at Montana, I'm jealous. I wish I was there as well, but I was able to live vicariously through Jamie, and it was a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Here's Jamie Brusa. All right. Jamie Brusa is here. Jamie, you're after your first race of 2021. How's it feel to be back in action? Uh, you know, it was so much fun, and I actually didn't realize how much I missed racing until I was out there, and I think maybe we were half a mile in I don't even know if we were quite that far but I just had this big smile on my face because I just realized how cool it is to be out there racing and what an opportunity it is and um something that before the panic I or the panic (laughs) before the pandemic um (laughs) yeah fair enough um racing is something that was really fun but I never felt super grateful for the opportunities and now that we're in the pandemic, hopefully getting towards the end of it. Um, I just, I really feel like it's a really cool opportunity to be able to race and really just wanted to make the most of it. So it's one of those things we just take for granted, you know, it's like, oh, races will happen. It's been something we've always been doing our entire lives. There'll always be another race. It's like something we say, but maybe not. What was it? Cause I've been thinking about this. Like what was the feeling what was it like? Like, what, and like, it sounded like it didn't hit you until you were actually in the race, or was it like leading into it? Because I still, have, I still haven't been in any type of like live event, um, so I don't know what. Like, I'm thinking about the the beginning a little bit, like the the, the race jitters, or was it just like when you started? You were like, oh wow, we're actually here. Um, I think to a very small degree, maybe in the week or so leading into it, I was getting kind of excited, just thinking about hey, this isn't something I've been able to do for such a long time. And it'll be so much fun to see a bunch of my friends again and get to catch up and see what they've been doing aside from just, you know, some social media stuff and and little personal messages, text message every now and again. But I didn't realize it until I think there was another step when I got to the venue and got chatting with some people and then really it was after we were already racing that I had just forgotten how cool of a feeling it is just being in that race atmosphere. And was it an OCR race specific or was it just because you've done a lot of racing over the years and some in a bunch of different type of venues was it just the race in general or was it like oh great this is a Spartan race? Yeah, it's kind of hard to decouple if it was specific to being a Spartan race versus any kind of race. Um, I did a a local trail race in Bozeman at the end of September, and that one was really fun too. But I don't, I didn't quite get that same feeling, um, or at least I don't think I did. Maybe I did and I already forgot it. Um, But I... 
I don't know if it, like, I definitely was super excited about that one. And I don't know if it's because it's been additional time or if it's because it was just OCR specific is such a unique kind of racing experience. Um, and, and I've built a social network through that, um, versus the trail, the local trail I did or local trail race I did. I didn't actually know anybody very well going into that, um, made a couple friends there, but yeah, I think maybe all of it combined was, was a little more specific to Spartan. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially for someone like yourself who kind of did the U.S. National Series circuit. You definitely see the same people and the ones who are going to travel to the races and everything like that. And the, the women's field was stacked. This was a really strong women's field at, at, at in Montana. Um, and let's just kind of talk about the race a little bit. So you finished third. You just did the Super on Saturday and you finished third. And I would argue that the Super was probably the most competitive race of the weekend, wouldn't you say? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> Well, you figure it, everybody from the Super came back and this and I mean from the Beast came back. I mean, yes, they're they're fatigued for sure. Um, but they've also seen the course. And yeah. so everyone was there like Casey Monroe, Ashley Heller, um a couple of the newer athletes who are doing well, uh, you know, all the way down, Faye Morgan. There was like, it was like seven or eight deep, and I wouldn't have been surprised if any of those women took the podium. And then you add you and then uh, Alyssa on uh, Sunday's race. So that makes it like nine or 10 deep of podium contenders. On the men's side, it wasn't, it was like maybe three to five, I would say it was kind of in that way. But the women's field was like pretty deep. So finishing third uh, for the Super, I was really impressed with how that kind of uh, came out. So how are you feeling in, in, in general about how, how the race went down? Um, well, thank you for the compliment first. Um, yeah, I feel good about it. Alyssa and I were one of the very few who had fresh legs going into it. But yeah, we also lacked the insight on what the course was like. But I think it might have been, I think a lot of chunks of the Super were pretty different from the Beast. It sounds like the beast went through some pretty deep water and I'm very grateful because it was a chilly morning. Uh, we did not really go through much water at all. And when we did, it was like not even above our shoes. So that was nice. Mm. Um, nice. And then I got a little lucky on one part. I was running with Casey and it was really, really steep. We we're about to enter this not terribly long, but somewhat long downhill um and it started off fairly technical and then there was like some talus just loose rock that we went through and then it got really steep and then it was like kind of this dry dirt and then it got a little less steep and then you went like back up slightly or something and we were about to enter it and she warned me that it was really steep and um, that was really helpful because it was really terrifying and I kind of just went for it <laughs> <laughs> because I felt like if I slowed down or tried to get in control, I was definitely going to fall. And if I just sort of leaned into it and kept moving my legs as fast as I could, then there's a chance I wouldn't fall. <laughs> so, um, but I was moving faster Roll than I could think. And it was, it was terrifying. How would you do typically on downhills, on like sharp, steep downhills? I guess what would an example be like Big Bear 
had pretty steep downhills. Um, I'm not sure where else would be a, a really technical type of downhill type of course. Are you typically okay on downhills? Uh, I used to think I was good at downhills. And then I ran that trail race in September and it was in the foothills of the Bridger Mountains in Bozeman, which um, the total elevation gain in that and loss in that race was 2,000 feet and you kind of did most of it at once. So, um, and that was fairly technical, but it was all like solid trail. And I went up with this guy and when we turned the corner to go down, he just took off on me. And like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, Hey, I feel good, but I'm not going to pass this guy right before we crest this like really sharp turn hill. That's just rude. And I'll get him on the downhill. And that is not what happened. He totally left me in the dust. And then I think two more guys passed me on that downhill. So before that race, I thought I was good at downhills. Now I realize I'm not that good at downhills, but I think I'm getting better. <laughs> and it's funny that they could just kind of like tilt you off of like your perception. It's just like a one experience like that just expands how good people are actually uh, at those things. Okay, so let's actually come back a couple of steps because I think I see what you're what you're talking about on the course itself. But I'd love to kind of just give a rundown of it of how the race kind of played out and get like your kind of play by play for it and see some of the takeaways from a course like this um, and maybe some things that you learned during it or some things you might have wanted to do a little bit better. So the race as it starts, it looked, I mean, it was pretty much uphill the first two miles. Is that about right? Um, and from the looks of the videos, it looked like the start was pretty steep on a hill. Um, so it looked like almost straight up to start. Maybe not very long, but a pretty pretty good hill there, right? Yeah, I think maybe the first 50 meters or 100 meters or so were like not the steepest ever. Definitely runnable, but it started, there was no flat. You went straight up. Um, and that wasn't super long and then it kind of flattened out a little bit and then there was like a sort of a undulating on up and down and then I think it started to go up very gradually um and so I I got out a little bit conservatively and just kind of felt it out and you know I had fresh legs I didn't run the day before so I was able to just kind of run at a comfortable pace up the hill and realize that, well, I just sort of found myself in second position behind Alyssa. And then when things got a little flatter, maybe 200-ish meters in, um, I realized that I was gaining on her pretty strongly without in, uh, without really like consciously picking up my pace at all. So that was encouraging. And it makes sense because that's my strength in a race like that is mm -hmm. doing some uphill running um, and, and just the running component in general. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is my pace. I'll see where it takes me. And it looks like the, yeah. So the first mile was almost all running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we had a six foot wall and a barbed wire crawl. Hmm. And that was it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I cut you off, but so you did find yourself in the lead. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was not a plan. I honestly I didn't really have much of a plan. 
<laughs> so how did it just naturally went into you? You felt like you were strong or you just felt comfortable and you just kind of, there wasn't any decisive move to take the lead. It was just kind of a gradual move into place. Yeah. I, yeah, I just got out to what pace felt about right and didn't think much else about it. And then I thought, oh, actually, this is probably a good move because there aren't that many obstacles at the beginning. And I know I'm going to get past on obstacles, so I should maybe try and put some distance between myself and some of the other girls. So once you kind of found yourself there, you, you really wanted to... You were like, okay, this is the right move. Let's let's kind of keep things rolling. Were you feeling confident in it or was it a move? Because sometimes that can happen, especially after being away from racing for a while. And like you kind of lose touch with what the like where the fitness and where pacing might be. Um, did those thoughts come through or were, you, or were you pretty confident in like your fitness? Like, okay, I know I'm pretty good here. Yeah, I felt pretty good with it. Um, and I think a lot of that was because I wasn't fighting to get in front or find a position. It just all shook out pretty naturally and it wasn't a huge field. So it was easy to find a spot and just kind of went with it and figured that was a good place to be. Cool. And, and so after the barbed wire crawl and, um, you said there was a, a little wall and it looks like pipe layer was there, which is also just like nothing. <laughs> it's just yeah. Well, and then I'll, I'll so with the pipe layer, it was right behind the mile, the mile one marker sign. And yeah, I saw it and I was like, Oh great. A short person obstacle. This is, you know, <laughs> good for me. And I got into pipe layer before Alyssa and on the short person obstacle, the tall person passed me with flying colors <laughs> and um, just moved through it so much faster than me. And, and so she came out of Pipeware a good bit before I did. And then I came out of it and I was just like, <laughs> oh, man, that was that was my obstacle. I screwed up. <laughs> so but yeah, it was kind of fun. Your barbed so. wire crawls right away and then Pipeware. Um what were you just extra cautious on pipe layer? Do you think there is? A, yeah. I mean, I never really considered gaining or losing, but do you think you were just went really conservative and figured everybody else would kind of do the same? And did you see Alyssa? Was she like aggressively diving through the thing? Um, I didn't see her too much. I was more focused on getting the bars and everything um, in my lane, but. I could kind of see like a blob of her uh, my, out of my periphery and I could tell she was moving and I think I was being cautious. Just, I haven't been on an obstacle in over a year. So it was like, that was the first real obstacle for me. And I think honestly, just like getting a feel for moving my body in that way was part of it too. And it was just sort of slow to return I've, I've heard this from a number of people who are just kind of coming back into races, whether it is something a little bit more technical, like a savage or even just, um, or something faster, like a Jacksonville, where it was like a little bit of rust that was there, like trying to like remembering how to get through these type of things. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of sounds like, like where you were. So then it seemed like you guys were approaching 
a a big steep climb. Um, did you catch Alyssa? Did you catch back up to her pretty quickly? Or yeah, I think I. How did it play out after Pipe Layer? Almost immediately after Pipe Layer, and um, and I think she was right behind me. I don't think I passed her very aggressively. Um, so because I, I could hear her breathing behind me, and um, which is kind of nice. It makes you feel like you're running with a buddy. And then we got yep. to that long somewhat steep incline and I went to a hike and um in my head I was thinking well actually I was really hungry <laughs> um and so I I had some honey and I was like I'm not even two miles into this not even long race but whatever I got <laughs> some food might as well eat it you, you um, had some might as well take it yeah. yeah and but I was still trying to maintain my rhythm with the hiking and like similar to what I was doing when I was running. And I was just wondering, I was like, man, I wonder what these girls behind me are doing. Are they all running? Am I going to just get swallowed up by the field? And there were a couple of spots that were less steep that I did get into a run on. And, but most of it was hiking and I got to the top of it and nobody passed me. And then, um, I think we went downhill almost immediately and there's a spot where you turned off for the trail race. And so I knew, okay, that's wrong. Mm. And then I kept going for the, the obstacle race, but then all I saw were signs for beast and ultra beast. And then I got mm. really nervous that I went off course, but I couldn't figure out in my head where a turn would be to even do that. And so I'm like going downhill, I'm looking around. I don't see anybody behind me. So I panicked just a tiny bit about not being on course. And I see an obstacle really far below me. That's like, it's not next, but it's part of the course and there are people at it. So I tried to shout down to them to ask if I was on course and either they didn't hear me or they responded and I didn't hear them. But I just thought to myself, well, right, wrong or indifferent, just keep moving forward and I'll either get to an obstacle where there are volunteers or I'll get to something where it's completely empty so luckily i was find fine. out at some point yeah yeah and, and so because this happened in the men's race did it not like in on the s- sunday super i think someone did turn on to uh, yeah i think someone did and one of the front runners did turn on to the 10k course oh that's too bad because yeah the the because it looks like that would have been a spot where there would have been a change for at least the ultra beast. There was two, it looks like there's two obstacles there that you would have seen for the ultra beast. And then, so you found yourself at stairway to Sparta. That yeah. was like the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Everything worked out fine. I just built up this idea in my head. That was totally incorrect. Have you gotten lost on a race before? Um, well, no, but two years ago in the West Virginia race, it was towards the beginning, maybe not even a mile in. And you did like this little loop up a short hill and you looped back down and then you got on the course slightly different from where you entered the loop. And I screwed that loop up somehow, staring at the ground probably. And I went through that loop like three (laughs) times and I saw these girls running towards me and I was like, I got to get back on the actual route, I don't think I need to spend the rest of the day looping this loop. 
And <laughs> someone was telling me like, oh, you got to do the loop was I was trying to get back on the, the actual course. And I was like, I've already done that three times. And they're like, oh, you should just keep running then. <laughs> So I didn't get off course, but like I stuck at a roundabout yeah. in the traffic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, I guess that you weren't lost, but you definitely weren't doing it the way it was supposed to be done. Right. So I guess that kind of counts. That's adjacent to being lost. Getting lost on a course, it's hard to like stay engaged, right? Like, and I'm sure it sounded like even in that moment that you had those little thoughts, it's like, which direction am I, am I supposed to go or, or how hard am I supposed to go? Or should I double back? Like, cause it's like, it's just not a good feeling. And it can kind of like take you out of things, even, if even just for a, a little bit, but, um, it sounds like you were able to recover pretty well. So that's good. So, so you made your way back down the hill and kind of were spit back out into, um, a bunch of obstacles then, right? Yeah. Yeah. We hit stairway to Sparta, which was, I like the super version much better than the beast version. <laughs> Without the, we, we had, we, we had this story of, of the Tahoe stairway to Sparta, which was yeah not, not, not favorable. Yeah. So super version's better. Yeah. It was, um, it was kind of like the old version where I don't remember how tall it is to jump up there, maybe six feet or seven feet or something probably six, but you just jump up the flat board and then climb up like a ladder and then back down. Um, and I think mm -hmm. Alyssa was getting on the obstacle as I was getting off of it. So she was pretty close to me. And then I think pretty soon after that, we got into Helix. Yes. Cause this looks like right after mile two, it looks like mile two was on the descent. Okay. And this thing's kind of flattened out in the stairway in Sparta mm -hmm. is when you kind of worked into that second gauntlet, which started Helix, which was actually mile three. Okay. So you were at first, you were first place at Helix? Yeah, I came into Helix in first, but just barely. And Alyssa, I think we pretty much got off that obstacle at the same time and got onto Z-Wall at the same time. And then she moved through Z-Wall much faster than me. And so then I was in second. Um, but I could see her, so, you know, that made it nice to have that little carrot in front of me. And then we went yeah. right into... How is, oh, uh, how is Helix for you? Um, just to remind the listeners, you're about five feet tall, yep. right? Five feet, Exactly. Um, five feet on the nose and that's a that that reach is pretty long even for myself mm -hmm. who's six foot like that's not a a reach that i will make without paying close attention like how are you able to do you feel like you have to finagle yourself in a different way or how do you get across that wall? um i can make the reach i like sometimes i'll have to position myself a little bit before reaching on the part that doesn't have any holds or any foot positions and mm -hmm. but I can like reach across it and and it's easy to hold on to those bars um I, I think there's maybe a trade-off with being short I have a longer reach but or like I proportionate to my body it feels longer but at the same time my hands are probably smaller than someone who's taller than me so to get my fingers in between those bars is nothing whereas for somebody who's taller, that might be more difficult. Um, but that was definitely cautious. That's, a, that's an optimistic way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was slower than I remember. Do you think she caught up on that part? Because, I mean, yeah. 
And like, so do you think Alyssa gained then and then carried that momentum through Z Wall? Probably. I I would be willing to bet a fair bit that she went through every single obstacle in that race faster than me, and probably at least half of the field did as well. <laughs> And, well, Alyssa Hawley is one of the best obstacle, most obstacle proficient, like, grip endurance athletes that we have, male or female, in in Spartan Race. So, like, you're probably right that she did go through it quicker than you did in those ones, and she's just been doing it for a long time, too, so she really has that that wherewithal through it. Um, What were you thinking? Because it looks like there was... Helix, then Z Wall, and then there was a little bit of space until Olympus. Yeah, it, it was it. It felt like they were all three in a row. Um, but there might have been like okay. fifty or hundred meters or something. Um. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. I was looking at the box. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. So there's three of those in, all in a row. Yeah. And so at this point, are you concerned with the the competition of the race, or are you thinking just get through these obstacles? Um, I was really focused on just what I was doing in the moment throughout the whole race um, for the most part. So when I got into Olympus, I was um, somebody, maybe Callie had told me before the race that Olympus was really difficult for her the previous day. And it was more slippery than it has been in past years. And so she recommended just going off of her, her knees. Um, So I, I just did that immediately. Didn't really, give my feet a thought I just jumped on put my knees on it and I went through that pretty slowly um because there's I mean when you're on your knees you just don't have as much of a reach so that makes it a little bit harder or or maybe just more time consuming um but I use basically every single hold on there I I didn't use the climbing pieces as much but I used the holes in the change interchangeably and eventually made my way down it. The the new Olympus is really hard. <laughs> it really is hard. It's like a pitched a little bit steeper and it's definitely more slick. Uh, and the holes, they are positioned in a different spot. So you were just cautious too, and just like I'm just gonna grab whatever I can grab and make sure I get through this. Pretty thing. much, yeah. The chains felt really good, yeah, because um, I gripped them pretty high, and for me, those are always easy to hold on to. Um, but you are using grip by doing that, so sometimes if you mm-hmm. can avoid doing that, I think it's useful. Um, but I was just grabbing whatever felt comfortable, um, and I know I didn't know it at the time, but I know that Casey who was either in the third or fourth position at that point, missed Olympus. Um, And so she was able to make up a lot of ground and come back um, and take second. So after doing the beast. She missed Olympus. Wow. In this race, she did. And he was the only obstacle she missed all weekend, which is really impressive. She did all three races. Yeah, she got got second, first, second, and yeah. third. Right, that's pretty pretty solid trifecta. Yeah. Um, and then, how does the box work for you? How do you get over that? Uh, thing? Usually, I well, so usually, or at least in previous years, they've had a shorter rope with a little knot at the bottom, and I jump up and grab the rope with my hands, and then either put my feet together or just like 
cross my legs to kind of catch the knot and then just sort of stand up on it and then reach over and grab the bar and swing through. This box was different in that the rope was longer and it was not knotted. And I I hadn't climbed a Mm. rope in a long time, so I forgot how to loop it in my feet. And I just like jumped up and grabbed it and then fumbled to try and get it between my feet. And I could not get the rope solidly between my feet. So finally I was just like, well, I better just climb this with my arms. So I climbed the rope just with my arms and then eventually got up far enough to grab the bar. But that really exhausted my arms after that. So luckily we didn't have another rig um, because I don't know if I would have been able to complete that successfully. But we went into more of a, a run after that. Um, but I was feeling really tired going into that run. So it was not fast for me. That, um, yeah. Cause when that rope is like flush against the box, mm-hmm. right. You can't really like wrap it and like get your feet, like can clamp it in any way. Do you feel like using that exertion? And that was, I guess the third, I guess that's, yeah, you could consider that even like the fourth like grip and pulling obstacle in a row. Do you feel like that kind of gassed you for the run, or do you think it was just a combination of the the big hill to start? Um, no, it was definitely from the box. Kind of like being like halfway through um, the race because not too long afterwards, yeah. like I I shook out my arms and, and got more into a running rhythm, and and then I felt pretty good afterwards. So, um, I think given that I recovered from it mostly, I think it really was from that obstacle, and I. Felt that in other races, um, especially I think that's why I do better at longer races because the obstacles are more spread out. So when I gas myself on an obstacle, mm. I have more time to get some more energy back and get ready for the next one. Hmm. And at this point, we're about halfway through. Um, and so there, was there not the multi rig right after it? I'm looking at this map and it says the next was vertical cargo and then multi rig, almost like back to back after. Box uh, or that no twister, been... vertical cargo and multi rig. Yeah, that might be right. Um, we yeah we went up a little hill, and I still had Alyssa on my site, so that was still really encouraging for me. Because um, I was like, well, I don't know, maybe if we get a good run section, I could get back in in front of her. Um, but I didn't. That was the last time mm-hmm. um, I was ahead <laughs> of her. Um, but yeah, we got into those obstacles you mentioned. I don't remember the exact order of them but i had to laugh at myself on the vertical cargo because i I went up and over it and i was almost off of it but like on the very end my foot got caught somehow around the straps and i couldn't untangle myself so i just let go of everything oh my goodness and i just like landed on my butt on the mat and that kind of freed up my foot naturally. And then I just did a backwards roll off of it. And the volunteers are just like, are you okay? I'm "I'm good. Thanks. It's called strategy. (laughs) Check this out. Something like that. Um, Okay. And then, so Twister went okay then, or were you still kind of gassed from, so it looked like Twister, Vertical Cargo, then Multi-Rig. And I was a little nervous because it Okay. So there was some running. Um, and it had rained overnight, mm-hmm. but it was sunny during the race. So that was really nice. It was warmer, but 
all of the metal obstacles still had some water on them. And it didn't help on obstacles like that because uh, with the men because they're not going to go in the women's lanes and I need that extra um, height boost to grab the obstacle. Yeah. So the red, the red yeah. square. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I could see the water <laughs> hanging off of all of the runs and I was just thinking, like, oh man, well, we'll see how it goes. Just hold it tightly. Um, and it actually really wasn't very slippery. It was just wet on the bottom and it was drier towards the end too, which was really helpful since you're more tired towards the end. And so how's it, how's your energy then after these events? Like, so you have a little bit more running after that then as well. Um, and then it just looks like there's a couple of walls and, um, and the a-frame. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty into, good for recovering. A couple of walls, A-frame, plate drag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was right before the seven foot wall, there was like this, what looks like a really tall hurdle. And I thought we were supposed to go over it. And then I started to do that. And the volunteer said, no, 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 go under it. And so I thought, oh man, what a missed opportunity. Huh. I don't even have to duck under this thing. <laughs> Um, you have like three short person obstacles and like <laughs> you, you had, you had one. So, so now you know next time. Yeah. Um, but, that's totally <laughs> on me. Um, but yeah, I got through the seven. Well, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a, a hurdle to go I under. I think they've had it at just like a couple of mountain ones. They used to have the over under through. I remember those. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. the under, under a hurdle. Um, yeah. And then I think you said plate drag was pretty soon after that. So that's yep. where Casey caught me. The walls, the hurdles, the six foot wall. Um, okay. Yeah, we. Um, so I was. Hmm. Um, right? Was Atlas before that? Maybe. Do you think? It looks like. Um. Yes, it was okay. Atlas. Then the two hurdles. Okay. Then the wall. Okay, because Alyssa was still in yep. my sight through those. Um, she was just sort of finishing up atlas as i was starting it and then when we got into the plate drag she was carrying her plate back when i started my pull and then as i was carrying and that was really slow um like i felt like i wasn't using a lot of energy on it but i was not doing it quickly um but i because I wasn't using much energy and it was moving, I felt like I was doing it well. Um, but I realized I was not because I was dragging my plate back. I was like halfway or two thirds of the way dragging my plate back when Casey came in and started pulling her plate. And I'm pretty sure she left that arena before I did. She just, yeah, really? she was so fast on that. And that's when we ran a little bit together and kind of bounce back and was forth. this the downhill because it looks like there was one looks like there was a nice descent at some point and yeah. i'm getting confused on what i'm looking at but i think right now right after plate drag it looks like it kind of bends around and and or right after rope climb yeah it looks like it bent around and went down yeah so i got back ahead of her down a hill for a bit on the some running part and then we might have hit another obstacle i don't remember and then we got to that downhill, and I think she was more careful on the downhill. Um, that's when I passed her again. But then 
she did the rope really fast and got ahead of me. And then I, I mean, I, I saw her again, but I didn't like catch her again. That must have been a crazy effort she put on after Olympus to catch you even before like bucket yeah. carry. <laughs> you know, you think like maybe, maybe she has a, a, a crazy descent or something like that or has a great carry. I think she's just, but really she must strong. have just hammered after. Yeah. I think she just knows, I think she just like knows how to race really well too and like can do all the, all the obstacles and gets out there quite yeah, a bit. So I agree. yeah, that's, was, was Olympus burpees or was it a penalty loop? I- Think, uh, I'm not sure. They they mixed it up. They had a lot of. You got through it. Didn't even need it. Okay. Um. So then, at this point, you're in third. Was bucket carry? Were you just? Where's your head at now? Was it? Were were you engaging, or was it just kind of okay? Let's get. Let's just get through this thing. And the spear is still out. We didn't talk about spear. So, being in third place. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, and the spear looks like it's the last obstacle, which I think is silly. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like it like ruins the story of whatever racing potentially happened before that and it could change everything. But if you're in third too. place, but at least it gives her it makes it a little bit more compelling if someone misses a spear and and then is able to kind of come back from it and then there's like a race to the finish and you know, this looks like it was like literally the last obstacle, mm-hmm. right? You threw the spear and then jumped over the fire. Yeah. So I don't know. It's part of the race. I understand. But like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. They've been doing this on that pretty much every, a lot of the races I've been seeing, they've been putting this the spear like really, really okay. late. Um, but it, it, it gives people hope, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you could have easily won the race if, if they miss the spear and, and you don't. So I guess for that reason, it's a way to kind of stay engaged and just like be like, okay, let's let's continue to kind of move mm-hmm. through it. Um, so where's your head at? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Or where, um, where, slightly, you but I was really trying not to get ahead of myself on this race. Um, like it came, it came down from the rope, and I was like, wow, she was so fast on that. I was not. Um, but pretty shortly <laughs> after the rope, and this might not be on the map, but there was a tire flip. It was like he went up a little hill and then. Oh, okay, no, it's yeah, not. you went up a little hill right after the rope, and then you went right into the tire flip. And um, so she was flipping her tire. I think she had just flipped it the one direction when I was getting my hands under my tire. And um, so I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm still, still in it. Um, and, yeah, we both moved through that pretty easily. And then I think the bucket carry was pretty quickly after that. And Mm -hmm. looks like monkey bars first. Okay, Monkey bars were next. Um, Those were a little wet too, but they only on the bottom, really, they, they weren't slippery, which was nice. Mm. Um, So moved through that. And then what was next? Then it was bucket. bucket. Um, Yeah. So Casey was like, I think she was just starting. So the bucket was like up a hill and then like a U-turn and come down the hill. It wasn't terribly long, maybe 200 meters or so. And mm. um, maybe three, I don't know. But she was like just starting to crest that hill when I was coming in. And I'd forgotten how to pick up a bucket. So I'm sitting there fumbling with the bucket because I like to turn it upside down. And I was like, 
Okay. And, and then and then on your shoulder upside down um, or just out in front of you? How so, do you carry it? Yeah, either in front of me or on my shoulder. Like sometimes I'll start with it in front of me and then move it to my shoulder, um, which is what I did that time. But I, I took like a, a few first steps with it just in front of me. And then I was like, okay, I got to put this on my shoulder. Um, but yeah, I was just sitting there trying to figure out how to pick up this bucket and like using my leg to boost it onto my arms. And I'm just making a fool of myself with this. And it, <laughs> it's that yeah, rust. I was like, okay, that rust is real. Maybe we can start doing this obstacle at some point. <laughs> so I get on there um, and I move through it. And then, then I go to set it down and it like slips on the one I set it on. And it's like, I tried to catch it and the volunteers were so nice. They're like, don't worry, we'll get it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm making a mess over here. <laughs> if there was, it was if this was back in the day before there was a lid on the bucket, you definitely would have spilled the rocks. There would, they would have been below yeah. the well, the holes at the end little, for sure. A little less uh, <laughs> aggressive with it back in those days. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there have been a lot more caution. Yeah, and then I went as I was setting it down. I saw the girl in fourth, Ashley. And, um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, oh, okay, she's just starting this. And in my head, I was thinking, well, I'm closer to Casey than she is to me. And that was really all the thought I gave to it. Um, and then we went into Bender and here's some more rust showing. I got halfway up Bender and realized I was doing it backwards. And I looked over at the volunteers and I, and I'm just like. This is backwards, isn't so you it? Went, you went at the yeah. back? Because that's a harder traverse too, right? Cause, uh, I think it, it might actually be easier when you do it backwards. I have the rust too, <laughs> but it's like... It, so you, you like bend up the concave side is the correct way. But I was going convex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the volunteers okay. are just looking at me like, what is this girl doing? And so I climbed back They down. couldn't tell either. They're like, something's not right, <laughs> but we don't know why. Yeah, so I climbed back down, and then I did it the right way. And then you just, like, did this little, um, it was, like, a little descent around a corner to go down into Beater. And so um, I think with COVID, they were trying to limit the number of people on the course. So it was kind of, like, the same referees and volunteers who were doing Bender were also doing um beater because you could see it from the higher up position oh, okay. that they were in. And um but I didn't know that until I got through it and they started cheering and I was like, oh that's so nice of them. Um but that one was really tough because that one had water on it too, but this time the water was all over. So it was super slippery. And I got to the second to last rung and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through. And I was like, man, I don't want to slip off of this. So I was like, hey, just keep going. And then I got to this rung, and I I could either get on one more rung and definitely hit the bell, or I could swing and try and hit the bell on my way off of that second-to-last rung. And Are you on the sp- are you no, on the spinning beater part or are you it's on the, the fixed? fixed? You're, okay, now. you're done spinning. So you're on the yeah. fixed. Like, okay. um, and I realized I I didn't think there was a very strong 
possibility that if I reached for the next rung that I would stay on it. I felt like I was going to slip off. So I was just like, well, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try and hit this bell. And I got lucky and did. So I you got, got it. That that never works out for me. If I make those decisions mid-obstacle, I never oh, make no. it. So nice work. So nice work getting there. Yeah. It makes feel any did you like? Did you like lache? I'm sorry. Were you, did you like have to like pump your legs and lache it, or did you just carry just the carry momentum, the momentum and just like I, do a big reach? I did reach. not have enough grip to sit there and swing. It, it was kind of just like I'm to about to fall okay. off of this obstacle. My course of action is reach for the bell um so it worked out nice but yeah uh and those were add-ons too according (laughs) to this map that would those were just supposed to be ultra add-ons interesting for for whatever reason we did them um and then it was looks like there was just that gauntlet right at the end then like hay bales another barbed wire Mm -hmm. herkoist and then spear Um, and is it at this point, is Casey close? Can you still see her? No, I, I've lost her. She really picked it up. Um, I think coming off of the bucket carry, she put a lot of time or, or closed the gap between herself and Alyssa really strongly. Um, yeah, she was moving at that point. Yeah. She's having a great season. She's had a great start to this, to this year. She's really doing really well. Um, and then spear throw, how was it? <laughs> um, I almost took out the cameraman. So I felt really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, he's taking a big risk standing on the other side of the fence, like the target side of the fence. Um, I guess he probably got some cool yeah, Do you know what that obstacle's called? Um, yeah, I wonder if it was like first Spartan race. He's like, they're not really throwing like spears I, here, sure, are they? <laughs> but... Like, he was in my face with the camera, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's doing this, whatever. Um, <laughs> I didn't have the best approach to it, but I think I had, I think I still had enough distance on it. It was just off, and it really wasn't by that much. I think it was maybe two inches, three inches um, to the left of the target. Um, but I don't, maybe he was expecting me to wind up a little more. I'm not sure, but he definitely ducked and I felt really bad. Oh my God. (laughs) But he was okay. (laughs) He was fine. Uh, He was fine. That was quick, quick reflexes. Um, And you'll probably get some cool photos out of it. It's probably annoying at the time, but, and it's probably annoying that you're going to know that's one that you missed, but you don't have to tell anybody that that's one that you missed. You could just be like, this is me face first nailing a spear. Um, and it was no, that burpees that then? Was a penalty loop. It was like straight was a up a hill and then straight down it. And it was all like, it wasn't a trail. You were just running through these bushes. Um, but I was like, well, this is, I knew I was almost yeah. done. So I was like, and I knew I was in third place and I was thinking, okay, all I have to do is make it through this penalty loop, run a little bit, and then I can get third place. And so I was moving through that, and I hear the announcer was saying that first and second had finished, and third was doing the penalty loop. And I'm like three quarters of the way through the penalty loop, and they announced that fourth place was coming into the spear throw. And they said if she could make this spear, then we don't know who's going to finish third. And I hear that, and I'm just thinking, 
no, I'm finishing third. And I don't care if she makes it. I know who's finishing third. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was going downhill <laughs> at that point, too, so it was easier to run. Um, even Well, I mean, it, it was not fast running because you're running through these bushes, but um, it was definitely faster going down than going up. And she actually missed it as well, but I didn't know that. And there was a guy who came in to spear throw, I guess, a, a similar time as she did. And I just see out of the corner of my eye this body zooming towards the finish. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this girl is so fast. I don't know if I can run that fast. <laughs> and then I realized it was a guy and felt really relieved. And then I heard them announce that fourth place missed the spear throw as well and mm. so then i was super excited and then it was very close to the finish and then it's just over <laughs> yeah. so it sounds like there was a lot of like a lot of good you know some not as good um and and some like a lot of in between on this race and this was like a pretty hard course considering the way that they it looks like they they rolled out every grip obstacle for the super and i guess it being a trifecta weekend, everything was mm-hmm. there. Um, but this is probably the hardest course I've looked at. Oh, all year. really? Like, can, like, like I've looked at a bunch of maps, but yeah, like I haven't seen uh, beater on many courses and have them all kind of back to back. And like, I think you got every single grip obstacle. Okay, yeah, I think right? I'm not thinking of any others. The multi rig was because they had the sprint later in the day. It was only the rings. So oh, it was all that was a little easier. But yeah. Yeah, I guess they didn't have them all. But I think they, I think you got the full gamut and like, you know, not withstanding something like uh, Ape Hanger or something, which can only be at so yeah. many places. But yeah, this was like the hardest looking course I've <laughs> seen. A uh, big climb. I mean, there wasn't a ton of elevation. I thought there would be more at a course like this, but I guess making it only a 10K now, it's going to not Yeah, knock it was off. definitely different. Um, looks like about 1,700 feet okay, is what it was. sounds about right. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough yeah. with it only, it was 6.4 miles and that felt really short, um, in some ways because my body was so tired from not doing obstacles and then suddenly doing all these obstacles. It was nice. Like when the finish line came up, I was pretty happy for it, but at the same time, yeah, having more distance between obstacles that is more typical of a super, it was, um, like that would have been easier for me i think um and they had 31 Mm -hmm. obstacles in this race which i feel is fairly typical for what used to be the eight to ten milers they They packed them in here that gauntlet through the middle is was really really stacked um so like that's a win considering not doing obstacles at all and only having to do a penalty for the spear which is you know a crapshoot sometimes um and since you kind of went into this thinking like oh, obstacles not not quite sure but being able to get through them the way that they were all kind of layered out like i'd say that's definitely a win um what are some other takeaways you had from from the event like what do you what do you feel good about what do you feel like you can do um, better yeah i think the well i i was really glad to be able to get on all of those obstacles and see them again and just feel them out um the last race I did was the Jacksonville sprint in 2020. And, you know, since it's a sprint, you don't get to see Mm -hmm. a bunch of the obstacles. So, um, it was really nice to be able to get on just about everything 
um, and a lot of the harder ones for me and getting through them, I think was a nice confidence boost. And I, I feel like in previous years, I would not have been able to get through all those obstacles like that. Um, even looking at the Jacksonville race, that was the first time I ever finished a race without missing an obstacle, but I felt very, very slow on them. I was very cautious and I just felt super inefficient and I just kept watching people passing me on those obstacles. Um, and this time I wanted to like be a little cautious so that I could feel out the obstacle and not fail it. But at the same time, I wanted to move through it efficiently and just like not sit on an obstacle and think, well, should I do this or should I do this? Meanwhile, I'm losing all my strength, holding myself mm -hmm. in the position. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. that, I think that was a, a pretty strong positive, just being able to get through those. And even when you had to make that move on the fly, like during beater, like you would, you didn't necessarily overthink. You're just like, I got to do this because it's just what I have to do. And it worked out positively for mm -hmm. you. So it seems like your strength is in a good spot. How early I in the year. So. And this didn't, like I said, this wasn't an easy course and, and it rained and it was cold. It's a um, good sign. Thank you. Yeah. I've been really trying um, to work strength in this non season because it has been more of a challenge for me in the past. Um, I think getting back into feeling the, the feeling of working hard on the obstacle and then running hard out of that. Um, I think I need more practice with that or maybe just more fitness um, with that. But um, yeah, I think something that helped me in this race was just really being present in where I was and I have not done that as well in the past. And there were a lot of moments where maybe I would think about something up ahead or something that already happened. And I'll just remind myself, okay, I'm not doing that right now. This is what I'm doing and this is what I need to focus on. And I think that was really useful. That's great. I mean, and like, and like whatever is the, the action is in front of you and you can't drift out of uh, the things you can't control you don't control like that the, the now so that's cool that that was something you were able to kind of put into practice for this and it seems like that was exactly what you did like early in the race where you just kind of found yourself in the lead it's like don't need to overthink it it doesn't matter where it's like this is where my fitness is, this is where it needs to be um and like you're kind of talking about being like race sharp mm -hmm. right like and it's been over a year and change since you've been on a course so like that sharpness will probably come back where someone like um, Alyssa, I don't think has done very many Spartans this year. She's Spartan done some races though. Like she's years. been, she did like in a while, but she's done, she's been doing like events. She's yep. doing like high rock stuff. So there's still some of that like in and out moving transitions, like running while not being just like fresh and running in case he's done a, a handful mm -hmm. of races already. So, um, in terms of being, so I think this is what you were probably the only one really making a debut oh, or Callie, I don't think had raced, um, Anyway, so like there's like a sharpness there that will definitely develop along the way for sure. Um, what do you got next? The next Spartan on my schedule is currently Utah. Um, and it probably will stay nice. that way. I don't, I don't think I'm going to add anything before then. Um, I am doing just a local trail race before then. I think it's a 15K. But yeah, just kind of easing back into racing. 
Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, you didn't need to go out gangbusters doing a full freaking trifecta weekend. I have no idea. <laughs> the super is good. It was at the. I'm so impressed. The, uh, I've done. I've done a beast super back to back and I was like, oh, I'm already here. Should I just do the sprint? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with just this. Was that the idea behind the super? Just didn't want to open with a beast or was it a, a, a schedule? Well, conflict? I actually selected the super back when the, um, what's it called? The big bear beast was on the schedule for the, in two weeks later. And I was thinking, I don't want to do a beast and then do another beast two weeks later. I don't think my body can recover fast enough. I know some people can, but these just take so much out of me. Uh, I'm doing something wrong, maybe. But um, So then I signed up for the super because I, I enjoy supers more than sprints. And then when they postponed Big Bear, I was like, well, I'll just keep it. This is what I was planning on doing. It's less hassle. And... It actually ended up being really nice um, because my husband and I camped uh, maybe an hour and a half or so from the race site on Friday night. It was beautiful weather, and we're just like, let's enjoy the weekend, and we did. And yeah, worked nice. out. Yeah, you did it right for your hometown race. That's what, like a five-hour drive. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you got you, you had a chance to get at it, like. Sounds like there was definitely some some positives, and yeah, like most of it is just getting back into racing. So I'm glad that you're there, and I'm glad you're able to make okay. it happen. Um, cool. So that kind of that kind of wraps us up. I'll make sure to link to your socials on in the show notes and everything like that. Um, cool, and then we'll see you in Utah. Yeah, that should be a good. blast. Yeah.